Yeah, we just ping pong. Yeah, I'm cool with that. After like four topics, we we'll just be on a. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what the time yeah, yeah. is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Today you could decide how to start throwing shit in there. Man, TikTok been on bullshit, low key. They got my shit with zero traction over here. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, mic check. The viral way. That cut shit. That shit hard, though. I'm opening up, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Open up. For sure. My water right there. Yes, sir. Understand this nigga, office coordinator, bump. This nigga crazy, cuz the nigga. Yeah, nah, gang will suck. He keep putting that nigga in the game. Like, gang less. This <laughs> nigga trash. Keep playing this nigga way more than Swift. Swift been balling. It's like you got something against cuz. Uh, Swift been balling for us. Yeah, they didn't want that nigga. Yes, sir. You ready? What's the deal, guys? This is Kali the One. We are back with another episode of Disorderly Conduct Tapped In. I'm with my guys in the building, as you guys already know. I want to introduce yourselves. You already know. Y'all know who it is. The one and only your host that do the most, Mr. Viral himself, a.k.a. the villain, because they hate me for my opinion. You know what I'm saying? One half of the Viral Way podcast. I got bro with me. Yeah, let's do, what's the deal? Long Beach stand up, man. We in the building. You know what I mean? We kind of make some noise today. Let's Shake get it in. Yeah. Yes, sir. If you guys are watching this, man, make sure you like, subscribe. Thank you for the love, for the hate. It's all support. You know what I'm saying? Um, we want to start the episode off with a topic. I feel like the holidays, we just had Thanksgiving. Um, that just passed. Now Christmas is about to approach. So I want to get into the topic of holidays and um, specifically Christmas and how it's a scam. Um, how do y'all feel about that? I definitely, definitely over the past, I would say two, three years have come to that enlightenment. I mean, I've always known it was like just a scam for consumerism, but you know, you get caught up in the hype, especially if you got kids mm -hmm. and now you like, you damn near feel obligated to be involved in it. But over, over, like I said, once COVID had hit, I was just like, you know what? We just ain't doing this no more. Like I took, <laughs> I took them on a vacation Instead of doing the Christmas thing, we went on a cruise, took them to like the Bahamas. We went okay. to, uh, we went to um, not Turks, but we went to the, the Cayman Islands, the Cayman Islands in Jamaica. And ever since then, I'm like, you know what? Experiences over materialistic gifts. So I told them like, hey, we, we done with Christmas because realistically, it's just a holiday to guilt trip parents into buying their children's love. 
Like if you you got parents damn near going bankrupt, taking out payday loans, all type of shit just to appease to their kids. It's like, wait a minute, I buy you stuff all year long. I'm buying y'all shit all year long. But once December hit, I'm obligated to go spend thousands of dollars for what? Just cause? Yeah. It's a fucking holiday. It's like, what does this really represent? It's really just consumerism. It's a spike in sales. You know, you got the the Black Friday right before that. You got the November sale right before that. So all of that is just funneling money from the parents. And in the economy we in now, I think it's time for a lot of people to wake up. Like, if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. If you, they try to make it like it's a religious thing, like, oh, it's Jesus' birthday. Man, ain't no fucking Jesus' birthday. <laughs> it's, a, it's a birthday for their pockets. You yeah. patting their pockets. So parents out there, stop feeling guilty into thinking you have to buy your kids stuff once Christmas comes. You don't have to buy your kids love. You know what I'm saying? You buy them shit all year long. They'll be all right if December come and you don't buy them nothing. But like I said, I, I'm experienced over materialistic gifts type of guy. So how you feel about it, Messiah? Yeah, no, nah, I agree. I agree. And um, I've been over holidays and shit like that for years now. But at the same time, I think life is so precious where you got to learn to appreciate the moments anyway to to celebrate your kids or do whatever you're going to do for them. Don't wait just until these holidays that they do. Another thing is crazy. One day I was just going through my calendar on my phone and every throughout the whole year is something. This is a gang of made up holidays. There's a lot of different stuff that they feel like is creating. Like you said, from a, a different perspective, it's, it's more consuming. So it's going to keep you on something. When this holiday is done, it's going to be something next year. You know what I mean? I got to do something for New Year's. I got to do something for Valentine's Day. I got to do something for this. I got to do something for that. So it's like when you sit back and think about it, it's like why do I have to wait for a holiday to show my appreciation to my woman or to my family? So I think it's I think it's more if you got it, do what you do. If you feel like that's the holiday spirit and you do because you do that, then I salute you. But pay attention to why you're doing what you do. Like you said, don't go broke because you're trying to do something to appease everybody else and look like you got it now that's a fact and like you know touch the touch on black friday the crazy part about that is i don't know if y'all seen but people were in target putting up um prices before black friday compared to black friday prices and it was the same exact prices <laughs> so they wasn't even changing the prices and i well, to me that's crazy because they didn't even do a good job at trying to hide it you know what i mean but people are so caught up in trying to get the gifts that they didn't even take the time to realize, man, this TV was $6.99 yesterday. Today is still $6.99. And I'm up in the store, you know what I mean, at, at 1 in the morning trying to buy a TV for, for the same price. So you're not even really getting a deal. Um, and like you said, it's really just for consumerism. And then on top of that, I think we grew up kind of thinking the holidays was about family. You know what I mean? And I think people are starting to equate the family to gift giving, where it's almost like, you know what I mean? You're in it for the gifts. You're not even in it for the gathering of your family, the food. You know what I mean? Seeing people you haven't seen in years. Things like that is what it should be more so focused on. Not breaking the bank for a gift that more than likely you're going to play with for what? Maybe a, a couple weeks and then be done with it. Or you're going to break it. Maybe, kids break shit the first day they get it sometimes. So it's like you didn't wasted all that money. Like you said, maybe you put stuff on credit. You got stuff on layaway. Um, and now, you know what I mean? You're in a financially... Uh, difficult position even though your kids are happy i mean but maybe in two three months they start a sport or something and now you don't have the money you know what i mean to to follow up with that so you really do in this economy especially right now have to choose like wisely and i think the more we um you know wake up the more we understand that these holidays are scams and again it's really just to just to keep their pockets fat the company now that's a fact 
Like, bro, I done, it have been times where I done bought hundreds of dollars worth of shit. Kids begging for it. Two days later, never to be seen again. Uh, or half the shit still in the box. Or they young, five, six, and they playing with the box to the toys instead of the actual toy. <laughs> like, shit like that. Like, I just spent all this damn money for y'all not to even use none of this because realistically, half the stuff people buy is things that they feel their child needs or they exactly. think, oh yeah, my, my kid gonna like this. Your kid really don't give a fuck about it. It's you. A lot of it is just parent guilt. That's all it is. The holidays guilt you into spending money. You're not a good parent if you don't come buy your children gifts. Valentine's Day come around. You're not a good spouse if you don't buy your wife diamonds and flowers. And it's just all a guilt trip into getting you to spend money. But once people stop caring about what everybody else is doing or what everybody else thinks, it'll stop. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Because you're really just going broke. You're going to spend hundreds of dollars on Christmas. New Year's, you're going to spend some more money. And bam, you got to pay rent or mortgage on the first. So yeah, it's it? like, bro, they just emptying your pockets at the whole end of the year from Thanksgiving all the way till the first of the year. They emptying your pockets. And it's all because of guilt. You know what I'm saying? So you got to stop caring about what the world thinks and and society's ideologies of how we supposed to be living. Like, I don't give a fuck about Christmas. I don't see I don't see the holidays ever probably changing, mm -hmm. maybe because of the experience. I just think at certain ages it should be tapped out. Yeah, not even tapped out or just not over not overdoing yourself and killing yourself mentally behind that. So it's to an extent like you don't have to wait until Christmas. You don't have to wait until certain things to flourish people and appreciate people when it comes to your kids or just people in general. Like you said, just stay focused on life being a gift in itself and showing appreciation throughout the year, regardless of whatever this holiday comes for, whatever it might be. Not only that, too, you know, we live in a capitalistic society, right? So it's really about materialistic things and what you have, your possessions anyway. Imagine if you took away you know what I mean, materialistic things and how we will be judged differently. Now you would have to be judged off your character, you know what I mean, what you provide, who you are as a person. And it sucks for a lot a lot for kids too because, you know, you have less fortunate kids who can't get nothing. Now they're getting laughed at, you know what I mean, or whatever the case is because their parents can't afford uh, certain gifts or, or the, the new trendy toy or whatever the case is. And so I think that, you know, that's the, that's the fucked up part about it to me. Is that what about all those people? And that's ultimately how we're getting judged is, okay, what shoes you got on? What what jeans you got on? You ain't got the, you know what I mean? The Air Force Ones or whatever. Oh, you're not, you're not cool. And so that's kind of how we go through life is thinking, well, I got to get the newest shit. I got to get the the best shit out because if I don't, then I'm not up to par. Even though behind closed doors, your finances is fucked. That's why a lot of us are in the position we're in now. So you learn that from a young age, go all out on these holidays to make it look like you got something. Meanwhile, you might be in a one-bedroom apartment with, with five, six motherfuckers. You get what I'm saying? So you can only fake it till you make it for so long. And um, I think it's definitely a trap. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Bars. All right. One thing I wanted to discuss was the power of reading the room. Now, this is damn near like a superpower. And I think black people is damn near, out of everybody, not making it a race thing, but black people was like damn near born with it. I yeah. guess it's because we, we come from certain environments where... It's life or death if if you don't know how to read the room. Like they uh, do an experiment where you'll have a group of black people and then 
you'll have one just take off running and everybody else is just take off running. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Without even knowing what's going on, we're going to figure it out later. Like we ain't finna go see what's, what, what's, what you're running for. Yeah. I'm going to find out after. But for the people who don't know what reading a room is, it's the ability to understand the mood and atmosphere of a social situation. Like I said, this can be, having this skill can be the difference between life and death. I mean, I don't know how many times I done been at a bar or at a social gathering where you can start to feel tension in the air and it's like a light a light switch goes off. You like you know what I'm saying? It's time you, to get up out of here. It's time to get up out of here, but mm-hmm. somebody who can't read the room, they'll be oblivious to it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I I see a group of people arguing. I've seen this happen in real time. It's I can see two groups and I can feel the tension between the two groups and then you got somebody that's oblivious to what's going on in the middle. And they damn near antagonizing the situation, mm-hmm. joking with the two groups. And it's like, bro, read the room. You don't see what's finna go on? Yeah. Like somebody damn near finna lose their life here. But you so oblivious, you can't even peep what's going on. Like, I don't know to the viewers who's never been locked up, but if you've ever been to county jail or prison, this is a skill you must have because you got to be able to read the room. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of people enhance their skills, sadly to say, or the equivalent to that for a a severe or non-criminal would be the military. Mm-hmm. They teach you how to do that. But it, this is a skill that you got to have. I mean, even in the business world, you go to a business meeting, you got to immediately know how to read the room to know how to react to your bosses, to your coworkers, just, you know, the keys to success, reading the room will get you in certain doors. You know what I'm saying? No, I think that's a fact. Shit, it's been situations, like you said, I'm at a party and two groups fighting or about to fight, you feel the tension, you get up out of there, and then later on you hear somebody got popped at the function, whatever the case is, and you, you got up out of there in the nick of time. So reading a room is very um, very key to, to overall safety and success. You could even look at it in relationships, right? Like, you know, with the woman you're dealing with, you have to learn how to read the room in, a, in the aspect of you got to understand when this woman is feeling you or not. When, when the signs is there, if she's really invested in you or not, you have to be able to understand that. Uh, business colleagues, you know, you might they might not be giving you the energy that you need. You have to be able to understand and be able to read that room and, you know, act accordingly. So I think reading a room is something that is a key to success, but it's very, uh, people are, are lacking that to a certain degree. Like you said, because I know a whole bunch of people that will go down a path, for instance, with a woman and have 50 signs of something they you know, should look at and take as a red flag and dip, but they don't because they don't know how to read the room. Or like you said, you got people who playing in somebody's face, not understanding, hey, this person is getting hot and now they're getting punched in the face or or whatever <laughs> the case is because they don't know how to read the room. So I think it's it's very, very important to learn how to do that. Yeah, it is. It is learning. I know experiences is learning. You can practice in maybe any situation that you're in, mm. being involved in the room, what type of energy is being presented out, what type of things that it's being is is going on or transpiring. You can even look at certain things. I know for myself from experience, I learned from either actions that have happened, me being involved in those type of things that y'all are talking about, or me being able to escalate and read to see like the seriousness of the situation. A lot of people don't think certain things can go in certain places if they haven't been around that. So they don't understand until it's too late. So I think trusting your instincts is a big thing. And the more you trust them, the stronger they 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 help you. And the more you, the less you do, the less you you are able to be in tune with the energy that's in the room to be able to read it and see where it's going. Like something can happen, I can already know. Like, oh, this going this gonna go there if this keep escalating up. Like you said, somebody else is putting a two cent, and you just putting fuel to the fire of whatever's going on. 
That's so, a fact. It's like, I don't know about y'all. There's even times where, for instance, I go to the restaurant. I go to a restaurant. I'm sitting where I can see the door. I need to be able to see the door. I look around. Who in here is looking tense? Mandatory. You know what I mean? Just to make sure, okay, if something if something pop off, I kind of have a feel of who might have done something. How can I get up out of here? How can I take cover? Whatever the case is. Because, you know, that's, again, for my safety. So I think, I think it's necessary. I think that's more of a... Almost a masculine trait as well. Like mm-hmm. you said, as a man, you want to date with your girl. She's just happy to be there with you. But it's your job to scan the room, look for the danger. I'm looking for the exits. Like, all of that's a part of reading the room. Like yeah. you said, I'm not sitting in no chair with my back to the exit. <laughs> Wherever I'm sitting at, it got to be towards the door in case somebody come through this motherfucker blazing or I need to get up out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I seen, a, uh, I seen a guy on, I think it was TikTok, and he was like, you ever notice women are always in the way? Like, if, if, if you ever been out with your woman, you always got to pull her out the way. Like, it just happened on the way to the studio. I was going to park the, uh, we was going to park the car, and she literally had her groceries in the parking spot, like, standing in the parking spot as I'm trying to pull in. Had to blow the horn at her. She got a fucking attitude, and her dude mm-hmm. is over there like, get the fuck out the way. And I'm like, damn, that's funny. It made me think of that video. But yeah. it's like, bro, read the room. I don't know how many times things done escalated because somebody came in. I can already see this person irritated, this person agitated. They go over there antagonizing or joking with the person. I'm like, bro, they not in the mood right now. Even at work. Like, I can see yeah. a coworker like, okay, they ain't in the mood today. But then a coworker that can't read the room, he come over here telling you about his problems he got with his wife last night. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, I'm not in the mood to hear that shit yeah. right now. Like, read the fucking room. But yeah, for sure. And I think some people don't give a fuck either. They, they can kind of <laughs> read the room, but they're so consumed with what they got going on. That they don't care. Like in an instance like that, they're gonna come and they want to vent and get their get their shit off their chest, and they don't really care what you got going on, which is which is a messed up thing to do. But um, and then when they get the backlash, they try to act innocent like they didn't know what was going on. So I, I feel like you have a lot of those instances too. But um, again, man, learn how to read the room because it can it can be life or death. You absolutely, know? absolutely. Um, next thing I wanted to get on was uh, Lil Nas X. He's a, a rapper, singer. Um, pretty much a music artist. As you guys know, he is um, gay, homosexual, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he just dropped a, a song, a Christian song, and um, he put a tweet saying, I'm, I'm in my Christian era now. How do y'all feel about that? Um, he also had a tweet saying, just because I'm making Christian music don't mean I still can't suck dick. Whoa. Um, crazy shit like that, right? <laughs> Pause. And um, Pause. to me, again... If you're gay, you're straight, you're trans, whatever, do your thing. But the problem I have is when people like Lil Nas X, who is really a troll at the at the base of everything, is a troll. Because he was satanic a couple of years back, too. You know what I mean? But what I don't like is playing with things that are near and dear to people's heart. That's like somebody playing with you if they was gay. So my thing is this. You were satanic. You had the devil horns. You had the fiery eyes. You did all that shit. Then you want to jump over to the godly thing. And that's a slap in the face to Christians or whoever believes in, 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 in Jesus. You know, I'm not too religious myself, but I could see how people go to church every Sunday. They go every every Wednesday. They really believe and follow the book to a T. And you have somebody like you playing in their face, you know. And another thing, this is also why Christianity, I hate to say, is looked at as one of the weakest religions. Because you guys allow anything into your religion. You feel me? You allow things within the book that says not to do, you allow that right in your church, right in your place of God. You allow somebody that is having a same-sex marriage, same-sex relations to be in your church, possibly even be a preacher. 
that gives that that's a very very bad look for the religion as a whole. I don't care what nobody says. You know what I mean? And the book says what the book says. Go take a look at it. You have people who will take it and interpret it different ways for different gain, which is usually monetary, right? You have cult leaders, uh, other weirdos that have taken the book and use it to their benefit. But the book says what it says. It's very strict. And so in the book, it says you cannot have, you know what I mean? Same sex relations. So you can't be homosexual and Christian. I'm going to just say it just like that. I know in today's time, that's frowned upon to say, but that's a fact. And in the Bible, people were getting persecuted for it. So to me, that's what it is. And I don't think Lil Nas X, with the platform that he has, should be playing around like that. I feel like it's just very disrespectful. And the fact that people are even trying to cape for bro, to me, is just weird. Because what's he going to be on next year? You get what I'm saying? Something completely different. Like, this ain't, this isn't, this isn't really real. Yeah, see, my thing with these entertainers... They doing anything for clicks. They doing anything for attention because in the entertainment industry, attention equals revenue. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the devil worshiper because I know it's gonna get the whole world up in arms. You know, I I put the blood in the shoe with Nike. Mm -hmm. I, I got the devil horns. I'm I'm dressed up as the devil at the performance. All of this is gonna get people talking because people are. You can easily play with people's emotion, especially when you deal with something that's they base their whole life around, like religion. So he knows. Oh yeah, I'm in my Christian era now. Oh my God, you, you was a fucking devil worshiper a week ago, and would, okay now now I'm back popping again because nobody yeah. was talking about him. The gay shit that wore off. You know, first that was the wave. Oh shit, gay rapper. Woo woo. He rode that wave. Then once that started dying off, oh devil worshiper, bam, he popped back up. Now that's dying off. Oh, I'm in my Christian era. What the fuck is Christian era? First of all, mm -hmm. I hate this whole era shit. Anyway, like yeah. what the fuck is that? That's some social media shit. But it's. I don't, nothing surprises me with these celebrities. Everything is for attention. Everything. So when I see these, I see these niggas do shit, that shit don't even bother me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how people let strangers work them up so much. And like you said, as far as the religion thing, I was never on the religious boat. Now it is game being dropped in religion, but to take everything literal, I think that's the mistake. Because no matter what religious text you follow, there are contradictions in it, in every religion. I can pick them out. And these stories that's in a lot of these religious books were around before the religion was even a, a thing. Mm -hmm. Predated the religion itself. From the story of Jesus, the 12 disciples. Like I don't care what religion you want to go to. The story was around before that religion was a thing. So I got a whole nother bone to pick with religion. But I'm more of a spiritual person. Spiritual person. I could take game from Buddhism. I could take game from 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 the Muslims. I could take game from the Christians. If it applies and is is logical and is game, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. I ain't gonna be like, well, I'm a Christian. I can't listen to nothing a Catholic says. No, if a Catholic say some real shit, it's real shit. If it applies, you know what I'm saying? Because it's all about what you believe in. Most religious people are only religious because that's the way they were raised. That's a fact. It's not like. Okay, I studied Christianity, I studied uh, the Muslims, I studied Buddhism, and I studied Jehovah Witness. Okay, this one make the most sense. No, your parents were Christian, you're Christian. Your parents were Muslim, you're Muslim. It was forced on you. Damn near like a gang. Mm -hmm. I was raised in this neighborhood, so this is what I am. But fortunately for me, I wasn't forced to go to church. I was able to think outside the box. What they call them, indigo children. I knew as a kid, all right, some may 
totally right with this. Let me yeah. question everything. Mm -hmm. But as far as Lil Nas X, bro, it, it's for attention. Now that's that's facts, man. And that's why I'm not big on too much on giving these niggas my attention because you got <laughs> sometimes you got to let them fade off. Like we said, they he's constantly trying to reinvent himself in any way, and most of these celebrities or so-called things that stay in the limelight, it does not matter what type of attention, whether it's positive or negative, it's in a good light for them. It's keeping them relevant. It's keeping them on a on a different space. And by us entertaining that, it's, it's the, the shit that they doing is actually working. So it's like, I don't really know how to, I don't really view him in no light, like you said, it don't even exist in my world. So to even get on this with him is it's, it's, it's crazy. But they doing it all for clicks at the end of the day. And that dude just, he he out his brain to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> he out his brain, but they know what they know what they doing and they they know who they targeting. So it's just like, you just gotta let people like that fade off. Yeah. No, that's a fact. And how you said about, you know, being young and, and not going to church. I had to go to church when I was younger, but once I hit a certain age, I was able to be like, no, nah, I'm not going no more. And the reason why I really stopped going and and you know, even when you're younger, you notice already, I I don't want to say the fakeness in it, but the contradictions, right? Like you notice people um, kind of waiting around for a miracle God, but not really doing anything in real time to, to get what they want out of life. You notice that. You notice people in the church that talk down on others because, you know, they have a higher position in the faculty. You notice a lot of things. You notice people having relations that 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 are within the, the church itself. So you see a lot of contradictions. And then you start to when you're reading the book, you start to say, well, how can you be? this type of person and follow this when this has very strict rules, but you're over here doing this and that. Or how are you saying you're such a heavily devoted Christian on Sunday when 11 o'clock service roll around, but a Saturday you're at the strip club. You feel me? So it's like, it doesn't really work that way. That's why you'll never see me be super religious because I'm not going to follow the book to a T. That's why I say more spiritual. And I think that's what people get it messed up is they try to live their life within the book, which is religion. And people are not perfect. So you're setting yourself up for failure. And I think that's why Christianity, again, I'm going to reiterate, is looked at as one of the weakest religions. Because they allow this, this forgiveness to a certain point where it's like, well, there's no discipline in it whatsoever. And when you go and you read the book, he was disciplining niggas who was, who was fucking up Like at the end of the day. So you can't just do whatever you want and then have a path to just, it's just good to go. Because somebody told you that. When in the book, it don't really, it don't really say that with certain things. Yeah, that, that's my only gripe with religious people is if you're gonna follow this and judge other people by these quote unquote rules, you better be living them to the T. And you better be living them to the T of which it says, not the way you interpret it. Because if you saying God don't make mistakes and he used people to write this book, you ain't gonna tell me, oh, he meant this. No, that's the way. You trying to make it fit to your life mm -hmm. because if you follow it exactly to the T, you doing the opposite. You get a lot of that. So you got a lot of people, like you said, living against what they actually believing in, but then judging other people based off of this. Like, oh my God, you're doing this, you're doing that. God said don't do this. Yeah, but I can name 10 things that God said don't do that you do. Mm -hmm. See, that's the problem with, with judging people. They say when you when you judge people, you're punishing them. For agreements that they didn't agree to. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? So if I'm not Christian and you judging me by Christian beliefs, you punishing me for some shit I didn't sign up for. If I'm not a Muslim and you judging me by the Quran, 
You punishing me for some shit I didn't agree to. I didn't agree to live by the rules of the Quran. I just said they got some dope shit in there. Yeah. Some of that shit do apply to life. Some of that shit does make sense. Some of that shit can help you further and get to success and live a more righteous life. But that don't mean I'm following everything to the T. Because there's some shit in there I don't believe in. Yeah. It's some shit I don't agree with. And if I'm wrong and I got to answer to God for that, me and God to have a talk. So I mean, it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If he don't make mistakes, he knew I was going to question it anyway before I did. So you know what I'm saying? Why would I get punished for that anyway? And I don't understand. Like, we're at a point now where everybody is so politically correct that you have preachers and pastors literally changing the word and how the word is interpreted to not offend certain groups of people. And I think that's dangerous because 10, 15 years ago, some of the things that are in these segments and sermons now were not in them back then. So now we're changing it to, you know what I mean, catch less flack or your church might get canceled if somebody goes out there and, and delivers what is actually said in the book. And so, again, where does the credibility come in where the book changes to what the people want? If this is something that was written, you know, before we were even around, really, how can it change now that we're here? I just I just have a hard time with that. And that's why it's very fickle to me. And, and that's kind of why I just, you know, I, I, I stray away from it a little bit. No, that's that, that's big. That's facts. All right. One thing I wanted to talk about, we've talked about depression on here before, but we never really touched on depression in kids, in the youth. That's that's a topic that is crippling our society right now. We got a, a influx, I'm tongue tied right now, influx in kids that are depressed and unaliving themselves at rates never seen before in history. I mean, they said the depression rate just since the introduction of social media went from like reported 16, 15% spiked up to like 66, 70%. So it's the direct correlation with, with social media, with screen time and kids being depressed. Mm -hmm. And this is why I tried to keep my kids off of social media for as long as I could, because I see what it does to adults with fully developed brains. So you can imagine what it's doing to kids whose brain isn't even developed yet. Like they said, the uh, comparison is the killer of all joy. So you got kids seeing kids they age that's rich or they got parents that's famous or maybe they ain't rich and famous. They just look rich and famous, but they don't know how to decipher people lying on social media and making things look a certain way. That's not the reality. And they're judging their reality off of that. Not, not to mention kids don't go outside no more. Kids don't go to friends' houses and play no more. They don't go to the park. They don't go play tag. They don't use their imagination at all. All the, They don't go ride bikes, skateboards. Kids don't scrape their knees. They don't fist fight. They don't do nothing we did as kids. Kids ain't fact. drinking out the water hose. <laughs> they don't know nothing about this. They don't know nothing about going to the dirt field and, and finding the, the sour grass and chewing on it like a sour <laughs> straw. They don't know nothing about that. It's like... My kids call me call me a boomer, like, oh, you're a boomer, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, you old. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't know nothing about this. But we're now in a generation where the parents have to be the kids' friends damn near. You have to force them to be social. You mm -hmm. have to think of things that, for them to do on the weekend. Whereas us, we up before our parents was up, out yeah. the door, gone, yeah. before they fuck around and tell us to stay in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> staying in was the punishment. Mm -hmm. Now going out is the punishment. And the whole... All of this ties into the medical industry. Mm -hmm. Big you-know-who. Because a lot of kids are being put in therapy now. And automatically, first thing they say, antidepressants. Kids need to be on antidepressants. Kids need to be on psych meds. 
wait a minute, you talk to this kid one time for 10 minutes and you telling me they need to be on antidepressants and psych meds, turning them into zombies. So parents, you have to be an advocate for your kids. A lot, a lot of this therapy, you got to be your kid's therapist. You got to medicate your kid, uh, help self-medicate your kids with their mentality. Because like I always say on this show, depression is a self-inflicted wound. Most of the things you're depressed about are problems you created in your own mind. And that ties in with your kids as well. They're doing the same. They need to know I can get over this myself. I don't need a pill. I don't need psych meds. Mm -hmm. I don't need antidepressants because our society is flooded with people on antidepressants. And then the side effect of that is more depression. Make it make sense. The medicine is making you more depressed. Mm -hmm. It's making you docile. It's turning you to a fucking zombie. Not only turning you to a zombie, you're now a customer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They ain't trying to help your kids. They trying to get your kids on these meds so they can be stuck for life. I think that's a fact. I also think like we'll take ADHD for for instance, right? There's a medication by the name of Ritalin that kids get on at a young age and it doles them out completely where they're, they're literally zombies, like you said, very slowed down. Their imagination is gone. Their sense of energy is gone. And really what it's doing is setting them up to become addicts later on in life. A lot of these people who have problems with, with drugs and alcohol um, get on medication at a very young age. Mostly a lot of them get on Ritalin. That's a, that's a, a gateway into it. Um, so I think it's very true that we have to help medicate our kids ourselves. You know what I mean? Like for us, we during summer, we couldn't sit in the house. They was like, you got to play a sport. You got to do something. You can't just sit in the house on the phone talking to the girl. You can't just sit in the house watching movies, eating junk food. You got to go get outside. Obviously, you got to come home when the streetlights is on. But the key was to get us outside, get us active. You know what I mean? And obviously, we didn't have the, the accessibility to social media how kids do today, which is a whole different monster, right? And I think the parenting was a little bit tougher back then, too, where it was like, now, you know, or even back then, people would try to hold kids back. You're not holding my son back. We'll do whatever we whatever it takes, put him through summer school, whatever, to, to get him ahead. Now, parents are accepting defeat for their children when their children are not even really in the, the place to speak for themselves. So you have to be able to fight for your child if you want them to, you know what I mean, progress. A lot of parents don't want to do the work. So they'll say, you know what? Doctor knows best. Give him the medication. He, he, he knows best. No, he doesn't know best. He's a part of a big a bigger monster that mm. is here to funnel something to this child to put them on a gateway to something else and to railroad them to something else, to being customers 10, 15 years down the road to whatever antidepressant meds, anti-psych meds. And so that's that's the key. It's kind of like when, when I was in school, we had the home row keys, right? We had typing class. And that took place because there was going to be a whole bunch of jobs created where you were going to be in a, a cubicle, in a box, you was going to be typing, Eight hours a day. So we was already getting set up for that before we even knew it. Same thing with the medication. That's how they do it. And we have to, you know, as parents have to be vigilant or vigilant, my apologies, uh, you know, with our approach. Bars. Yeah, my opinion, I look at it from a, a, a different standpoint. I think a lot of this shit is fucked up because babies started having babies. And a lot of these, a lot of these adults now are regretting having children so early to the point where they're, they're putting their happiness before their kids development and by them putting their happiness before these kids development they're not really caring so when they are giving these kids i don't think five-year-olds should have cell phones or these certain type of video games yeah have a playstation or something like that but for these phones i seen a i seen a, a clip of a video 
where the kid had a he had an iPad in his lap and he had a phone in his hand and he going back and forth scrolling both trying to see which one. Where one stops, he going back and forth, back and forth. Then they had another baby about three years old laying on the table crying, doing this to the air of the other with no phone in his hand. That bad to where he's 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 that addicted to it. The dopamine is killing these kids and doing whatever they're doing. Like I said, these parents don't really. It's like you don't want to really regret your kids, but some people do. I hate to say it. They mad. It's not that you really regret them, but you like, man, I should have developed myself a little more before I got a chance to 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 start raising these kids. It ain't no joke. Once I got them, it's over. Now these is for life. And now you 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 regretting a lot of things. So that's the process of trying to be a friend to a seven-year-old or a ten-year-old when they need your guidance and they need your discipline to keep them from being a certain way. These kids ain't depressed, like you said. They're not going outside. When we was outside, we didn't have time to think about being depressed. My mind is not even thinking about nothing because I'm so being in the moment of what I'm doing. If I'm playing sports, if we playing basketball, we're going to the block to 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 do different things. And when we was kids, I remember they used to they used to block off the streets and bring game trucks mm. and a lot of different stuff like that that mm-hmm. these kids don't get. They forced us to play. And we, like you said, it was a punishment for us to come back in. Let me stay out a little longer. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case is. These kids, these kids could cry and get what they want. And they learn how to manipulate these parents, these young parents and now they're giving in, be like, well, I need to be a friend because I, I didn't have it like this when I was growing up. And I think this is how I should be, not knowing that's detrimental to the kids' development in the future. And that's and, and that's what I feel like is fucking them up, in my opinion. That's right, so big that that's not to cut you off. That's big facts. A lot of these kids' depression is caused by the parents. Like you said, you got a lot of resentful parents looking at the kid like, damn, you, you, you putting a halt to my life. I can't travel. I can't do this. I can't do that. And a lot of parents that don't want to parent, they go going to work with to jobs they hate, sitting in traffic. By the time they get home, they burnt out. They're not trying to do nothing with their kids, no homework, no nothing. So I'm going to get them a cell phone just to shut them up. They, the cell phone is babysitting. The iPad is babysitting. I seen that video you said of the, of the, of the baby. No, no phone, no iPad in his hand. He's just crying. Scrolling the air, it's a name yeah, for like iPad zombies or something like video. that. Yeah, yeah. For that's sure. crazy, man. So you got a whole generation of iPad zombies and parents, rather than being involved in and playing board games with their kids. Parents don't even play board games no more. Like I, we we just made it a habit in my house. Man, we finna start playing board games. Put them phones up. We finna start interacting games to make you think at that. Mm-hmm. Like when the last time you seen a kid outside playing on the uh, in the fire hydrant water, like. They don't open up fire hydrants no more. Like he said, the game truck used to come to the block. They used to crack open the fire hydrant. You could play in the fire hydrant. You could play a game on the truck. But the whole block and kids four or five blocks down would all come. Now you meet new kids in your neighborhood. Now when the game truck gone, oh, what block you stay on? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I stay on Olive. I stay on Raymond. Oh, you online? Cool, we over there. Ride our oh, bikes. We, we used to get teams. We used to do this. Get all the homies on the block. We used to go four or five blocks down, ten blocks down. All right, us against y'all. Y'all whole block, though. Water balloon fights. When mm-hmm. the last time you seen a water balloon fight? This block versus that block. This shit don't happen no more. Kids don't this, even know what playing tag is. <laughs> this <laughs> is like ancient times. So no wonder they're depressed. The only interaction they get is at school. And when they at school, they're there for eight hours a day. Now the parents get the grades on the phone. So you got parents texting their kids while the kids are at school in class. What the mm-hmm. fuck going on with your grades? You got an F in this class, not a kid in class. Like, fuck. Adding on to the depression. Yeah. This shit is crazy. And I also think, too, you have the the flip side to that, which are parents that are 
overly active in their kid's life, which creates a kid that mm. is always looking over their shoulder for their mother or their father's support to a, to a detriment. And I think that's where Montessori parenting comes in, whereas at a, you get your kid at a young age and you allow them to do tasks around the house uh, to develop themselves in a more independent way. You see kids, and I believe in, in China and Japan, they have whole series of kids coming home from school making their whole lunch, taking out the trash, cleaning up their stuff, starting their homework all by themselves. You have uh, videos of them going to the store, getting their snacks, coming home, making it, eating. And so I think the flip side is where you have parents now that are so afraid for their kid to experience any negative experience that they're intervening, which is messing them up because a lot of those experiences that we had as children helped shape us into who we are and made us stronger people even though you know you want to shield and protect your kid from the most negative experiences you can, some of these things kids have to go through. Kids got to knuckle up. Kids got to go outside and get their heart broke. Kids got to learn how to talk to people and, and, you know what I mean, fellowship in the neighborhood because that's what's going to help them have social skills, help them learn how to defend themselves and things like that. So I think we don't talk about that side as well where you have parents that are so much in their kid's life where it's like kid is 10 years old, 12 years old, and he still don't even which is not old, but it's like you're old enough to be a little bit independent. Then, you you know what I mean? You get into kids in the high school, 16, 17 years old, and they don't know how to make a decision at all without their parents around, which for us growing up, that's not how it was. We was driving cars at 17, 18. Now you got kids that's 25, no license, nothing. Never, never driven a car. You was doing your thing. <laughs> like, 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 like. Kel was doing his thing. Like, you feel what I'm saying? No, but we, 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 yeah. we was on it. We had, like, I, I was 16 with a job. I was taking a train, going to work. I was doing shit like that when I was 16. I know not everybody was, but also circumstances within my life, you know, made it to where I had to grow up a little bit faster. But still, I didn't have somebody feeding what could happen in the most negative way every second of the day, which I feel like that's a lot of parents now. And that's where kids have this this fear that we didn't really have when they go outside. These kids, these kids are more so telling the parents what to do. Like when I was younger, we didn't have we didn't have a choice. If mama was making chicken, <laughs> corn, and beans for dinner, nigga, that's what you eating. It ain't no I want this and I got an option to get McDonald's and all this other shit. No, you're not eating. Or you not eating? You ain't hungry. Shit, yeah. That's at the end of the day. That's all you getting. Facts. It'll be here when you hungry. Yeah, exactly. You gonna go in there and go eat that shit later, mm -hmm. regardless whether it's cold or not. So I just think it's the it's the choices of giving these kids too many choices. Nothing wrong with showering your kids with the things that you feel like they deserve or the things that you didn't get when you was when you was younger. So you want to put that on your children is good, but make them earn that shit. Make them do chores. Make them do certain things to the point where they don't think that everything is just given to them in life because now their expectations of just anything, of thinking that parents are superheroes and especially the ones who's breaking their back for their kids but not showing that to their kids and their kids thinking, I can just ask for this and I get it. Or even they're rewarded for being with bad behavior. They're rewarded for it does not matter. If they're doing good in school, it does not matter. Whatever the case is, hey, the kid is feeling bad. He's crying. Let me let me shut him up and give him whatever he needs or whatever she needs. So I just think parents got to dial in a little bit and separate. You can be friends with your kids, but separate that shit a little bit in certain aspects. Mm, yeah, I, I just want to touch on Montessori parenting because I heard you mention that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people probably like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. It's basically a parenting style where you let your kids develop and practice skills on their own uninterrupted. Like you said, I might give you a task and rather than stand over your shoulder, I'll let you figure out the best way to do it. You know, to, to your, your skill set, what's mm -hmm. best for your skill set? Because a lot of times, 
parents overparent and take away the identity of their kid. Yeah, they're a kid, but they're still a person developing their own identity. They see the world through a different lens than you do. You got a lot of parents also living vicariously through their kid. Mm. Like, damn, I, my dream was to go to NFL. I couldn't make it. <laughs> so your little ass going to NFL, you, you're going to be the one to save the family. Now you forcing a kid to do some shit he don't even want to do. Even if he is good at football, you on him so much to make the goddamn NFL he hate football now. Yep. I see that shit all the time. Kid got real talent, but you at practice over coaching more than the goddamn coaches. Like, damn, you in the stands coaching the coach. Let the kid have fun. <laughs> yeah, He's still a fucking kid. And it's a fine line between Montessori parenting, letting them develop skills on their own, and you letting them crash themselves. So you got to know that line. It's a lot of best friend parenting. Like, oh, I. it's not so much with the men. More so with the women. Like, I want to be my kid's friend. I want to be my daughter's friend because you don't want them to resent you or look at you like the bad person. So dads will usually take the role of the bad guy where mama say, yeah, dad will come say no, mm -hmm. and he'll take the flack for it. You know what I'm saying? So you got to know when to draw that line. Like, yeah, you can learn on your own, but I've already lived enough life to know better than you that this is not a good decision to make. You know what I'm saying? And give them a different option or a different route. Stop friend parenting. Your kids will be mad at you for a second. They'll get over it. Facts. But you can crash your own kids trying to be so cool you say yes to everything. No, they need to learn discipline. I, I, I agree with that last thing you said, too. Allow the kids, give them a task and an assignment to do what they do and see how, see how much they think. They might think outside the box to where they might get it done in a better way than you thought they would. And then when they do make the mistake, that's when you correct them. Don't correct them before they even get a chance to make the mistake. Allow them to do it, and then you teach them. Like, that's a teaching moment. Mm -hmm. Okay, or you put these in wrong, or put this X amount of soap in the washer, or wash the dishes this way. After you allow them to do what they do, and then when you see the mistake, you know where to correct it versus just getting on their head and waiting for them to, they, to pressure them to make a mistake. No, that's a fact because in life there's more than one way to do things. You know what I mean? To like even in an equation, you could take math for instance. There's multiple ways you can get the same outcome. You know, you know what I mean? And so when you allow your kids and you give them that space to figure it out, they'll come up with their own way to create the solution, which is a productive member of society, you know? But at the end of the day, it really goes back to the trap and the hamster wheel. What we're speaking on when it comes to the depression and the medication is because they're taking appearance out the house. You know what I mean? Putting them in there nine to five. Like you said, it's taking them two hours to get to work. They go to work for eight hours. Then they got to come home. That's another two hours in traffic. So they have no choice but to give them the phone. Then they get on the weekends, take them to the doctor. They're already burnt out and tired because they got to go back to work the next day. Okay, give them the meds. So they got everybody on a hamster wheel to do exactly what they want us to do. We have to make the decision as parents or guardians when we're going to wake up, fight against that, and raise these kids the way we want to, not the way they want us to. Look, this is a topic I want to touch on briefly. Social media has reached a new low. Women thirst trapping while breastfeeding. <laughs> this shit is some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. I'm seeing this shit more and more. And how they're not getting flagged for this shit is insane to me. Yeah. You can't say retarded online. You mm -hmm. can't type it. But I can see a bitch breastfeeding her son. Mind you, some of these kids be like seven. Big ass kids. Big ass kids. He damn near <laughs> old enough to have a girlfriend. And you breastfeeding them for likes and attention. Like the 
The need for dopamine has reached new highs and women have reached new lows. Like I seen one today. She had the sexy red playing in the background. First, she lets you see her nipple. She poses seductively. Then little man come jump on the nipple. And it's like, the hell? this is damn near child pornography. This is damn near pedophilia. And it goes back with women in this treating their sons like their boyfriends type shit. Like mm. this shit is disgusting. Because you know somewhere is some creep ass nigga, some creep ass old disgusting man jerking off to this shit. To you breastfeeding your kids. This ain't women empowerment. I'm seeing all you dumbass bitches in the comments and I'm calling y'all dumbass bitches because y'all co-signing it. Oh yeah, girl. Women empowerment. Mm -hmm. They can't hold us back. What the fuck you breastfeeding <laughs> your son for likes? It's bad enough you bitches is taping your phone on the ceiling to twerk because just setting it up on a tripod wasn't good enough no more. Had to figure out a new <laughs> we way. We got to get angles yeah, from the sky. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, <laughs> you bitches is out of control. And this is a call out to all the real women who say we ain't like this and we don't get enough love. Y'all need to start getting on these bitches for this type of shit because they making y'all look bad. This, this is crazy. This, you are using your kids to thirst trap and create a form of child pornography and Instagram, Twitter. I don't know about TikTok, but I know IG and Twitter for sure. Y'all allowing this, but mm -hmm. I can't say the F word. I can't say the R word. Like we can't say, oh man, you stupid. We get flagged. But a bitch could breastfeed her eight-year-old? Yep. Fucking disgusting. It's because it goes under the scope of women. And I think, again, anything that women do on social media is allowed. It's the same way, you know, men will get their whole counts demonetized for bashing women. Women make a whole living off of bashing men, right? You get what I'm saying? And also what you were speaking on about the real women, you know, coming out and condemning this, we're in a society now where the real women is standing too close to the hoes. Like, you have women who might never make an OnlyFans, but they're not going to condemn somebody who has an OnlyFans. They're going to support it instead. You get what I'm saying? Or you might have a woman who thinks abortion is wrong and she wouldn't do it. But she's going to still go and clap for the girl that does it because it's all titled under women empowerment. So anything you say against a woman is looked at as a bash to a woman and that cannot be tolerated. So that's the generation we're living in right now. And that's why a lot of this shit is going on. A lot of this weird shit. Like girls with their titties out in public breastfeeding a nine-year-old kid. It's like, come on now, really? What are you getting out of that? And on top of that, your kid, like, man, if he's nine years old sucking on your titty, like, imagine when bro is 15. He's going to be a weirdo. He's going to be a weirdo. You're not doing anything for your kids. You're hindering him. And the fact that you're hindering your children for likes and attention is crazy. That's a mental illness that needs to be studied, in my opinion. Like, That's a fact. That that shit is off the wall. Like I seen the kid walk up to her. She he's pulling to get her titty out. She's like laughing, like, oh, he's so silly. This <laughs> he damn near tall as me. Like Touch. you bitches really got mental issues upstairs. Like this, this need for dopamine. This is why I say dopamine is a drug. It is one of the most powerful drugs. The need for attention is a drug it's like there's no limit that people will go just to get a like just you have your son sucking your titty on instagram with niggas watching this jacking off to your kid yeah. you're not like you're not thinking about this shit nah 2024 we got to stop the woman empowerment shit that's gonna sound crazy but 
a lot of shit is under the women empowerment scope that has nothing to do with empowering women. Like this type of shit, like I said, is put up as a facade to say it's empowering when it's not doing nothing but getting attention for whoever is facilitating the act. Like shit like this really got to be called out because it's not benefiting nobody. It's making y'all look weird. And exactly, it's, it's really feeding the appetite of the predators out there. That's really what it's doing. And so what I want to know and what I want to ask the women that's doing this is, like, if I could have one here right now, why are you doing it? What about that makes you feel empowered or makes you feel like you did something special? Like, at the end of the day, it's all for the likes, man. It's, not, it's, it's nothing wrong with the, with the breastfeeding your children when they need to be breastfed. Yeah. But once they get off that breastfeeding phase, I mean, I understand there's people that do it in public, but they're doing it more just because it is for the benefit of the, of the child and... I believe it should be more sacred, in my opinion. You shouldn't be just showing it off if that's the case. But people are who they who they gonna be. So I just look at it as I don't know. Like you said, at the end of the day, it really is no explanation from us. But as women, I think they just want that attention at the end of the day. So it's just like it is crazy though. It is crazy that you were willing to go that far <laughs> to to get some views or some likes or some comments. You know what I mean? There's other ways to go about it. But I'm not gonna lie. I did like seeing some of them some of them videos from that challenge. <laughs> some of them bitches was going crazy. I ain't mad at you oh, for that. Ceiling, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, are, you, you are what you are, but it it it, it depends. But they ain't gonna get you nowhere. But you know what I mean? Look, yeah. another thing yeah. that it don't tie into that, but it does. The rise of female teachers having sex with students. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm gonna say this. Where the fuck was y'all when I was in school? Hey, I'm gonna say they're gonna kill me. There's a few teachers. Where the fuck was y'all when I was in school? Because some of these bitches is bad. They, they younger now, too, 25 yeah. years that's, old. That's yeah, what yeah, it yeah, is. Too. A lot of these bitches just yeah. got out of high school mm -hmm. and now they teaching the high school kids and it's like, her brain is still stuck in high school. So of course she getting young, cracked. Not yeah. only that, too, you got to think about it. The introduction of pornography was so heavy with the with kids from probably like 1990-something, whenever, whenever, you know what I mean, to now that these women, because as much as men watch pornography, there's some women that watch it, too. And in pornography, you have those situations. That Teacher, stepdaughter, whatever the fuck you want to say, right? So I think now you have some of these women that watched porn that are now in a position to go out and act out some of these fantasies. And that's what you're seeing now. now I know they're going to call you know me I mean? a hypocrite, <laughs> but I don't care what you say. It's a difference with, with, a, with, with, with a woman doing this with a student and a man that's doing a this with a student. Like, it just is what it is. The world is built on double standards. Call me a hypocrite, i take that one. But like I said, some of these bitches was bad. Like, I just seen one. She was getting parked in a park car. Oh, yeah, over and over. Yeah, over yeah, yeah, and yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there was, like, on some unlimited rounds type <laughs> shit. Like, she was getting knocked down in the back seat. My only thing was, what's making these little niggas tell fuck them they it up? Why you fucking it up? First of all, you got a guaranteed A, yeah. and you smacking shit all year. Like, I ain't even damn near coming to class no more. And they're cashing out on them young niggas. <laughs> yeah, 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 that shit yeah, yeah. crazy. But I think, like, I think with that, it's like... Little niggas can't wait to tell somebody. And nah. then they not thinking that somebody gonna tell somebody, but somebody gonna tell somebody. So that's a secret that's best kept to itself. Somebody gonna hate. Yeah, somebody if you, gonna hate. If you really wanna keep it going, you know what I mean? Um, 
But yeah, that shit crazy. Yeah. I had 300 pound teachers and shit. You Bro, feel me with gray hair. So like I, you said, my teachers was old, fat, yeah. busted, disgusted. <laughs> I'm looking now, these teachers looking like IG yeah, models. The teachers were at least 40 plus back then. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So man. you got BBLT, you got all type of shit now. Yeah. That's that's I don't know how I reacted if my son was to knock a teacher down. Like you you gonna have a proud dad moment, but then it's like at oh, the same fuck. time, at the same time, we do gotta, you know, on a on a serious note. For sure. Um you know, these kids are being groomed and they're not necessarily privy to what they're doing. This could possibly fuck up that those men's sexuality in the future. You never know. You know what I mean? Like, because there's other instances where kids start having sex, male or female, at a young age, and that screws with their sexuality and makes them hypersexual, and then they get into situations that they regret. So while it is, you know, the joke side of it, you do have the serious side of these women are low-key predators and they're 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 preying on kids that they know believe the same fantasies that they're into like that's really what it is they find a kid that is going to fulfill the fantasy that they like and they go with it yeah yeah on a serious note like you said they predators a lot of these women are fucked up in the head what made you go get a student when i know it's plenty of grown men in your dms yeah. a lot of that should be a power play like you know what i'm saying a lot of women get off on oh i'm finna teach him the game like how many stories of men that came out that said oh yeah the babysitter done you know, she had me doing this That's and that. Or my mom's friend had me doing this and that. Even my aunties. So I'd have heard some mm -hmm. stories of some niggas talking about they aunties had them doing this and that. So a lot of women do have that predatory mindset of I'm going to groom this young man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just looked at as a norm from men because we all had that fantasy as young men. Yeah. One in a bang, a hot teacher. That was a fantasy when you was in school. <laughs> so when guys are in the comments saying... Damn, where was where was she at when I was in school? Women like, oh, you fucking disgusting. You gotta look at it from the mind of a man. We all had that fantasy, yeah. whether it's right or wrong. That just is what it is. Yeah, that's a fact. And I think that if it would have became a reality, who knows the ramifications of it, right? So right. for a lot of us, it stayed a fantasy. And um, you know that that goes into a deeper conversation of how we've been programmed to look at certain sexual situations. I feel like we could say that for another time, but um, that's what it really comes down to. So at the end of the day. Uh, it's not the norm for women to do it. And so I think we're so used to men doing it. And that's why it doesn't really get spoken on as much. But it's just as it's just as bad. It's just as bad. For sure. Um, I had another topic I wanted to touch on, which was I don't know if y'all if y'all follow any like social media gurus, you know what I mean? Entrepreneurs on social media, they sell courses, things like that. I wanted to touch on these content creators selling courses of shit that they have never done, <laughs> they've never made no bread for, you know what I mean? And they're making more money off selling a course than what they've put in the course itself. You have people who have sold trucking company courses and they don't even own a truck. You got people who are teaching how to invest in stocks and making a, a simulated stock machine and they've never invested in stocks. You know what I mean? And then these people are spending their hard-earned money for these courses or these, these programs thinking they're going to get a return. They don't get a return or they need some help. Then they go to the content creator and the motherfucker don't answer or the motherfucker give you a vague answer where it's like, damn, you obviously don't know what you're doing and there's no repercussions for it. So in my opinion, I feel like it's a little bit both people's sides, right? Because if you're somebody who's buying something, you need to 100% vet. Like I'm not just going to buy a course just because I've seen 50 other people buy a course. I want to, you know, do my research, see if it's working for people and then see if I could actually make it work for myself. So that's one. But then two, you got to put it on a content creator because if you got 200,000 followers on a gram and you're known for being a guru, 
You know what I mean? You are selling a lie to these people who are really trying to get out of a slump. So I think it's a 50-50 thing. But how do y'all feel about it? My, my views on that is... If it's too good to be true, it most likely is. Mm. A lot of this shit is people wanting to get rich quick and take the short route. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some shit you just got to go through the journey. Some shit you got to go through the struggle to, to get the pot of gold on the other side. Like some random person on YouTube, nine times out of 10, 99 out of 100 is not going to help you get rich. They're not going to make you rich. First of all, do your background checks. Look this person up. Are they even rich? Do they even have any experience in what they're talking about? Or you just saw a video, they made it look good, and you ran with that. Because that's a new wave, too. You got a lot of these fake-ass gurus. They'll rent out a little stage, and the camera will stay on them on the stage. You never see the audience. Mm -hmm. So they'll give a speech like they're talking to the audience, or they're making a, a, a fucking a business conference or some shit. And then after, they'll go add the audience noise onto the video. These niggas is in empty auditoriums giving speeches <laughs> for fucking content. Like, oh God, niggas will be like, wait a minute. Where the fuck is the audience? It never pans to the audience. It's just zoomed in on you. So if you dumb enough to fall for that, hey, that's your fault. I don't really be having no remorse or whatever for people that get scammed because it's like you didn't do your due diligence. You niggas is losing your whole Instagram accounts because y'all filling out forms hey hey send me a hundred dollars i'll get you a hundred bands back first Come of all on, who man. are you and why you want to get me a hundred bands don't you got family don't you got friends you just found a stranger on the internet like my pictures and now you want to help me get a hundred bands so that's if you sending these people money yo that's your dumbass fault we this the era of the scam everybody's scamming do your research yeah it's, it's everything is about the almighty dollar and them people just hustling you know what i mean Sometimes a lot of people get hustled. Maybe you needed to learn that lesson to be more aware and not so trusting. So it, it is it is on their fault. That's just like a, you see in a damn commercial on TV. You see a million commercials where ads are trying to sell shit to you. And half them people don't use none of that shit that they're trying to sell you. Don't mean you're going to go and buy it. So just like you said, do your homework. Check out who the person is. Check out the product to see it. In, and look at the comments. Look at certain things to see how many people even developed anything from that. Mm -hmm. And base all that on your analysis to, to rather sum it up, whether this works for you. I know some people be so quick to try to get out of a slump or whatever the case is. We want that get rich quick, that instant gratification and you, and you get fucked in the ass behind it sometimes. So do your own shit, learn a lesson from it, move forward and be smarter. You know you, what I mean? You could also, if you really just want to peep game, you would go to that guru's Instagram and go back a year ago. They was doing a whole different jug a year ago than they was today. <laughs> like, go back another year. It was a whole different thing. These people, usually what they do is they create a program. You know what I mean? They get a whole bunch of people to sign up. It doesn't work. They go silent on the ground for two, three months, and they come back with something new. They reinvent themselves. A lot of followers fall off. They get more followers. They know how to, you know what I mean, reinvent themselves time and time again. So... That's really one of the biggest keys I tell people to avoid getting scammed. Just go to their Instagram and you'll easily be able to see. If somebody has done 50 million entrepreneurial routes, you know what I mean, and they're not rich, they're probably scamming you. Like That's that's really what it is. Um, and there's a bunch of them out there. So people got to be more careful. That, but that's the cold part. A lot, a lot of these people... We saying, oh, they ain't really rich. Nah, they really rich. They just yeah. getting rich off your dumb ass. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure, they wasn't yeah. rich, but once they started selling this course, y'all done bought the course so much, they rich now. Yeah. So they really are rich, a lot of them, but it's due to your ignorance, not doing your research. Want to get rich quick. 
And, it's not going to happen that way. And like to all the people out there that want to get rich quick, people who are really rich, they're going to tell you that it didn't happen overnight. So you're going to have to sit down, figure out a plan, and more than likely you're going to fail a bunch of times. And that one time you succeed, you're going to be able to figure out from there. But it's not going to happen overnight. So any of these flip schemes or, or whatever the case is, invest in this today and get a thousand tomorrow, it's not going to work for the most for the most part, unless you get super, super lucky. But anybody with some real money to their name has put in the work. And that takes years. It don't happen overnight. You got to be Ice Cube said it, you got to be able to will, willing to put five years into some shit without without seeing some bread sometimes if you really want to see it go there, go that route. So you got to be willing to put the work in. Be patient and you will, you know what I mean? You'll reap what you sow. For sure. Bars, what you got for us? Um, let me see, man. Look, and let me say this about overnight success. Overnight success is 10 years of grinding that nobody sees and then that overnight success hits. It ain't just, oh, I started last week and I blew up. No, these people that you see blowing up have put in damn near a lifetime worth of grinding. You just didn't see it. You didn't pay them any attention. They wasn't on the radar until a week ago. So it looked like, damn, these people came out of nowhere and blew up. So you got a lot of people comparing. You got a lot of people trying to blow up overnight, but don't want to put in the 10 years of work that it takes. Like, damn, I've been doing this for three months and I know I'm better than him. Why I didn't blow up yet? Yeah, he put in 10 years of work yeah, before yeah. he blew up the past three months off Instagram or off Twitter, or off IG or whatever he did with his craft. So you have to be willing to put in the work. It's a long journey. Yeah, once the success hit and the snowball finally build and catch up, yeah, everything start happening rapidly. But the whole process itself, bro, it could take a lifetime. And you see, most people don't become millionaires till their late 30s, 40s. So you get what I'm saying? And those people continue to work and work and work even then. Because once you obtain it, a lot of them will tell you, too, to obtain a million dollars is the easy part. To keep the shit is what's harder. You know what I mean? That's what you see a lot of the people say. So it takes a certain level. And I think it takes certain characteristics changing to be able to reach that amount of money. And then being able to build upon that is how you keep it, which is no easy task. So, again, you have to be willing to endure Hey, look, this is something I, I want to ask y'all, right? I had a I had a different view when I was younger. Now I'm older and been through life. I kind of got a different view now. How y'all feel about paying for pussy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, I, and I mean directly paying for it. Like transactions. Here goes some cash. Give me the ass. Look, put it like this. If I was, if I was like really had it, I mean, at this point, <laughs> why not? If it, it it depends, right? Like now, if I'm taking you out, like you, if you're not saying like that, like on some, let me take you out and go drop two thousand on a date and do all this just to fuck. Now, if I'm like, hey, here's here's some money, come to the hotel, we do our thing. I mean, at that point, I'm just paying you to leave. Like that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I might not get you no bag or nothing, but shit, I'm paying you to leave. If I if I can afford to do it, then I might do it once or twice. It's not gonna be an everyday occasion, but. I mean, shit, if you're 35 years old or shit, 25 years old and, and you don't want to be bothered and have to go through the conversation process and, you know what I mean, to figuring it out and you have the money to do it, then why not? But then on the other end, if you have to go above and beyond and break the bank even more and you don't got it, that's when you're getting into murky waters and I wouldn't do it. But if you got it and you don't want the bitch around for longer than after you fuck and the, what it takes for her to get her away is the money, then, hey, I mean, do what you do. 
How you feel about a massage? Yeah, I just think it's on an experience you own. It it depends, man. Like you said, they say it ain't tricking if you got it, but I think it's better more so if somebody may be doing that for us for a gift for you or something like that. But doing your own thing, I don't really I don't really see the benefit for somebody else mm-hmm. when you get when you get when as soon as you finish, it's like then you're going to feel like, well, I'm out of two, three hundred, or I'm out of this or that. So that's like, it, I think it just depends on who you are. If you got it, do your thing. If not, don't don't be out here wasting your money. It's yeah. too much free freebies out here. That's a fact. See, when I was younger, I'm like, I ain't paying for no pussy at all. Never. Yeah. Like, that's out by any means. Like, I, I mean, it's not happening. But then you get older and you start traveling, and then you'll see guys who will say, I ain't paying for pussy. Go to Colombia, buy every bitch on the block. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go to Mexico, buy every bitch on the block, bro. You paid for pussy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The the thing about it, and what really made me change my mindset about it. Now I'm not advocating paying for pussy because this is the difference <laughs> between being a lame and paying for pussy because you can't get none, yeah. and being on your mission, on your purpose, and I don't got time to waste to try to convince you to give me the pussy. Right. Exactly. So rather than me wasting four or five dates never mind the money we talking about the time i'm working on my business i'm working on my business plan i'm I'm working on my entrepreneurship i don't got time to be trying to romance a bitch yeah fuck it here go 100 here go 200 and you and she a dime yeah and she getting tested every other day yeah, this not? random bitch <laughs> i'm taking might be fucking 10 niggas Probably and never is. getting tested Probably like you is, know what yeah. i'm saying so i think it's all about where you at in life? Now, if you dead broke spending your last hundred to get some pussy, you down bad, bro. You shouldn't even be thinking about getting pussy. That's Go get crazy. some money. Yeah. How, how, how are you getting aroused and you broke? That don't even make no <laughs> yeah. goddamn sense. Yeah. My dick ain't even getting harder if I'm broke. I'm I gotta stressed get the fuck money. out. I'm still, right. So that's all the way out. But Kevin Samuels actually made me think about it in a different way. He was talking about how he, he was- saving you a lot of trouble, huh? How, yeah, yeah, how yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. you know, trying to, trying, to, trying to raise the ranks at his job- Meaning he had to work more hours. Meaning that was less hours to go out here and try to romance a bitch. But I still need to hit something. And I got money. So I'm going to spend the <laughs> same amount of money taking you out, maybe more. Because the hit, I got to take you out two, three times, four times, five times, sometimes, depending on your depending game on and depending yeah. on the woman. Mm-hmm. Where I could get this dime piece, this high class escort Colombian, you know, fresh off the boat, <laughs> fucking Brazilian. Goddess, yeah. You know what I'm saying? For two hundred dollars, and like you said, and you get to leave. I don't gotta like. Really so what you it. finna do? Like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, when it's yeah, over, yeah. you out of here, <laughs> yeah. and I'm back on my grind. Yeah. So in a way, I'm saving money. Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends. Like if you some lame that don't know how to get women and can't talk to women, that's different. Like yeah. come on, bro, you need to build yourself up, build your character, go get some success, and then you know what I'm saying, reach that point. No, I completely agree. Like that's that's we 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 all saying the same shit. Like if you got it. And like I said, you don't want to keep her around after. You don't want to deal with maybe... Because a lot of times, too, you take her on three, four, five dates. Then you smash and maybe you don't... Maybe that's all you wanted out of it. Now you got to deal with trying to let her off easy and all the other extra shit that comes with it. Whereas if it's just transactional, then you know and I know you probably never hear from me again unless it's for the same thing. And that's that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And again, you're going to be dealing with somebody who does this for a living. They're getting tested. And they know what they're doing. You feel me? You're not gonna get a girl that don't want to suck no dick. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Or want to lay there and just do whatever. You're gonna get somebody who coming to put in the work for what they got paid. So I mean, if you can afford it, by all means. Now that's true because that's that's a downside of dating that 
ain't talked about enough. Do all that work. And you you, you do all that work and the bitch get there later like a yeah. log. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, or, or the bitch is blown out. Like, or the bitch like, yeah, I don't suck no dick. Like, Bitch, I done just spent five, six hundred on you at stake 48. You don't suck no dick. The fuck you mean? You, you suck lost your damn mind. You don't lost your motherfucking yeah. mind. So that, I don't, I don't know. Like some guys, you know, they're going to be stuck in that mindset. Like, oh, man, you simping and woofy band. But who's really simping? Yeah. The guy who dropped 200, fucked her in every position, in every hole, and got everything he wanted up out of her? Or you on your fourth date? And still ain't fucked. And you trying to, and you're 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 really making it worse for yourself because now you're playing as somebody you're not. Like you over there, who knows what you're telling her within the four dates to get the pussy. Whereas, and if you just paying, you ain't gotta say shit. The money's speaking for itself. You at the date, you might be telling her you like her, you see a future where you don't know what you're doing. Cause some niggas will go that route. Some niggas don't know how to keep it player. And keeping it player is telling the truth. By the way, like if you telling the truth and and she either she fuck with it or she don't. Once you start lying and doing all the other shit, man, you're doing extras. Like, I'm not I'm not about to do all that. But a lot of niggas will do that, give the fake promises, tell a bitch they love her, et cetera, for, for, the, for the draws, and then do what they do. And then, obviously, now they got to deal with the ramifications of it. So, like I said, let the money speak for itself if you can. And I don't see nothing wrong with it. The no head is crazy. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. That's the thing, though. That's the thing. Niggas be married and get no dome. Dude. That's, that's crazy. Out. You might as well get that bitch to boot. <laughs> that, that, that shit wild, bro. Yeah. But it's going on. But yeah. I will say this. Put a we have to put a market cap on pussy. Mm. Like this is prime pussy and this the cap. <laughs> like I'm seeing like what little baby paid 40 bands to a bitch yeah, or some yeah. shit like that. I just seen Ruby Rose, what the fuck is her name? He, boy, he's 26,000. Oh, that was this, out. That this was crazy. dude paid 26,000 to her OnlyFans. Was it 26 fuck. or 62? Maybe it's no, no, like, yeah, but I like, yeah, 26 yeah, yeah. or 62. Bro, shit. you could have flew to Brazil Columbia and fucked a thousand ruby reds you for have a whole hotel for a thousand dollars. You could have yeah. fucked a hundred ruby reds. So it has to be a market cap. Like we need to come as the male collective society and, and go, out. hey, this the cap, bro. You can't be paying 40 bands for yeah. no bitch. Like, come on, bro. You tripping now. And that's the dude. Um, he was actually on, I don't know if y'all ever heard of a show on MTV. It used to be called True Life. But uh he was on a show called True Life, uh, which they just it's like a documentary for the day about people who are experiencing certain things or like they're addicted to things. And his episode was true life. I'm addicted to porn. So this was years ago when this, when this fool was on a TV show. So he's still obviously up to no good on his, on his, on his ways. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> up like, to no good is yeah, he's, still, he's still doing his thing, but um, that's crazy, man. Like, because there's no way you're, I don't know what type of money bro is making, but damn. Obviously he, he got it. He just paid he just spent somebody's yearly income to look at pictures and videos. Crazy. If I'm dropping 62 bands, I got you for the year. Yeah. So every time I call, <laughs> be ready to pull up and get to sucking and fucking. That's, That's crazy. out. So what's what's worse? Throwing money at bitches in a strip club and not fucking or going to buy some pussy? I think it's two different Woo! things. Hold on, hold on. I think it's yeah, two different things. Because niggas think... be throwing bands in that motherfucker bands. just to see some ass club. See, I think yeah. it's... I, I get what you're saying, but I think strip club is like more of a culture where niggas is going in there to do that like it's more so like a like a flex like i'm in here throwing the money i mean it when you really break it down it's stupid right like what you're saying is it's a waste of money but i think niggas are just programmed into doing it now because you see your favorite rapper or ball player doing it so when you go up in there you're like man let me go take out 500 ones or a thousand ones and go crazy but again if you're the average nigga you can't afford to do that so don't play them type of games if you can't afford to do it that's strip clubs is out for me. I go. I'm the, I'm the guy that go to strip club and scrolling on the phone or falling asleep. Yeah, I get you. Cause I got finessed at a strip club the first time I went. I was young. I didn't know how they work. 
one of the little stripper bitches like just came and started dancing on me. Yep. I didn't say nothing. I just let her keep dancing. And you know, the DJ, they switched the song like every 30 <laughs> seconds. And every time they switched the song, that's a new dance. So this bitch done danced on me for like four songs. Niggas, and I'm like, oh, all right, I'm cool. I go to leave, nigga. I see security forming like Voltron. Like, hey, you didn't pay. <laughs> pay for what? Nigga, fuck you talking about? Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know them dances? Yeah, them wasn't free. So I'm like, what the fuck? The bitch finessed me out of four dances without me even knowing. Yeah. So ever since then, I'm like, I'm cool on strip clubs. Don't invite me. If I do go... I'm letting it be known. I'm also the guy that's going to pick the homies' money up and throw it at the bitch. That's the only way I'm throwing money at you. I'm not throwing my money at you. And then and then on top of that, you take out some money, you go to the ATM, they talking about $15 to take the money out. Facts. You're like, what the fuck? So you, you already spent the dub and take the money out. Now you. So yeah, it's not, it's not, it's a waste of money, to be honest. It is. Yeah, that's out. What's the deal though, man? What you got? Man. We, we kind of went, we went a different route right there. Uh, <laughs> man, I just, I had to get that out because I'm like, damn, I'm just thinking about that shit. What we got, what we got? What, what, what we looking at on the time? I think we got, we got 15 minutes. What y'all want to do? Y'all want to, we want to, y'all want to cut it? We can cut it. No, nah, it's on you. You, we, we can get, we can get the bang for the buck. It's on you. Let me um, know. Let me see what we got. I kind of wanted to talk on specifically, uh, we touched on a little bit, or you see in the in the, in the media, uh, a lot of women, black women specifically, speaking on black men and how we're not able to lead in relationships. And the question I have to y'all is, do you think that we're not able to lead in relationships, or is it that we're in competition with our black women of who should be able to lead? I think it's women don't know what leadership even is. Like, all of this shit is trendy just to say. Mm. It's like, I'm to the point... Where I don't give a fuck about what these bitches talking about. And I'm not speaking on the real women. Shout out to the real women. I love y'all. Y'all deserve more limelight because y'all don't get enough because we spend so much time talking about the ain't shit bitches. Like, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of y'all get overlooked. But I'm to the point where I don't care what these bitches saying because a lot of these bitches is just talking mm -hmm. just to have some shit to say, yeah. just to get the clicks and just to get the engagement. A lot of these bitches never seen leadership a day in their fucking life, but talking about what a man can and can't lead on, or a black man can't do this and white man doing that. First of all, you've never talked to a white man a day in your life. That's number one. So you're just fucking guessing. Like, you don't talk to them. You've never experienced them, nothing. You just have these preconceived false notions that all races of men besides black men are paying all these bills, providing this lavish lifestyle, doing this and that, when majority of people are all living the same. Majority of people are check to check living today. Majority of people, white, Mexican, Asian, Hispanic, Samoan, go down the list. They're going 50-50, 60-40, 70-30. They're doing some type of bill splitting because that's the society we're in. Mm -hmm. Once women were allowed to enter the workforce, that forced that society, it forced society to become that way. So these bitches have these false preconceived notions that black men can't lead and we're doing the same as everybody else. And I would say we're excelling because we have to overcome certain obstacles that other people don't That's a fact. and still meet the same expectation as them. So we're doing more than a lot, but these dumbass bitches being programmed by social media, it's cool to be on the black man hate train now, even though your stupid ass is black. Like, I just seen a bitch like, oh, yeah, girl, don't worry about these niggas no more. I work in a retirement home, and they're dying alone. Fuck these niggas. Woo, woo, woo. 
with a son in her hand. Like Bitch, crazy. your son's gonna grow up to be a black man. Yeah. You're telling women to shit on black men, holding your black son who's gonna <laughs> be a black man. It's a lot of that. Oh, my son is a king, but niggas ain't shit. What Bitch, you, your son finna grow up to be one of them. Or he going or he's going to grow up to hate himself, which I don't think people, I don't think women understand what they're doing with that. You know, a lot of a lot of women hate their spouse or their or their baby daddy or whatever the case is, and they they inflict that trauma onto their son constantly to where this nigga now this nigga goes out in the world and he he hates women just like that do you get what i'm saying and i think um that goes into a whole deeper conversation as why sometimes black men step outside their race if you want me to be honest because they deal with certain things in their home and unfortunately that shapes kind of how you view the world until you get to a certain age and you're able to see things differently but at a younger age it shapes the, the world a certain way so if your mother would you know, is black and she's aggressive and she's calling you this and that and forcing you to be a certain way, you might get out in the world at 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 until however old and think all black women are like that. And that's an unfortunate thing, but you see that happen. So I, I like what you said about that because I think that's a fact. Like you see women with their own baby in their hand hating on black men, although their baby's black. And they're either gonna, you know, what I mean, they're gonna grow up to go through that same exact shit, or they're gonna go up, grow up to, to hate who you are, and 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 you know what I mean, not like that in a woman that they date. So, I just think it's too much, too much of the comparisons, too much of what somebody's supposed to be doing. Every relationship is different. If you see a man and his woman holding hands walking down the street. And you be like, oh, that's what you're supposed to be doing with me. No, I'm not that nigga that's walking down the street. <laughs> so you can't have the same expectations. Now, basic shit, yeah, but I think a lot of women don't even allow men to be themselves. They 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 do so much nagging, do so much complaining, do so many things that makes a man not even want to do nothing for you. So I just think it's, it's, it's a difference of allowing a man to lead and trusting him the same way we talk about with the damn kids. Allow a man to do what he do, and even if he do make the mistakes, he got to learn from it. That's part of him being a leader, and it's going to fall on him at the end of the day. And if you still dealing with a man that you don't want to lead you, what the fuck are you doing in the first place? <laughs> That's what I don't understand. So it don't make no sense. You're mad about what he's doing, but a lot of these women don't want that. They want to control. They want to they wanna, they wanna be more aggressive than the man is. You know what I mean? So I think that's where the downfall a part of instead of focusing on how you could be the better woman to make him be a better man or want to be a better man. You weren't about him and what he's doing, but you never checking yourself as a woman. So I think a lot of that comes into play of the 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 mis the misconceptions and the fucked up things that's going on between black relations. No, and a lot of and a lot of a lot of women never realize that a man was a leader until he's gone. Until now they don't have that 70% to go on the bills. Till now they don't get them get them them dates paid for, them nails paid for here and there. All the shit that they was complaining about, now you once you push the nigga away and it's gone, now you start realizing the presence that was that was there when it was there, but it's too late now. So a lot of y'all do that. And then, and then again, 70, 30, 60, 40, 50, 50. Without that part, you will be doing 100, zero. So it's like, again, that's the whole point of a relationship is for somebody to come along and take some of the some of the strain off of you. So whether it was 50, 60, 70, they took something off of you. And if they're taking a bigger percentage off of you, then they're in the lead. You get what I'm saying? I don't understand that. A lot of this is the blind leading the blind. And it's self-hate. You got single, bitter bitches who never had a successful relationship in their life, let alone a successful interracial relationship, 
telling black men and other black women what other races of men are doing. Yeah. And you have no life experience at all. I got more life experience dealing with other races of men than you do. No homo. I work with them. So I see their relationship dynamic. I work with whites. I work with Asians. I work with Hispanics. I work with Samoans. And let me and I'm here to tell you everything that niggas is doing, they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, a lot of them, their wives make more money. This is a thing that's not talked about enough. A lot of these other races, their women actually are making more money, but their man still gets the respect as the head of the household where black women are programmed to, oh, I make more than him. I ain't respecting him. Let me well, shit why on the fuck day, did yeah. you choose him, dumbass? You chose him. If you don't want a man that makes less than you, don't date a man that makes less than you. What's the point of dating him and then disrespecting him the whole relationship? That don't make no fucking sense. And another misconception. Oh, we the only race that talk about this. No, you just only watch black content. Mm -hmm. There's white content creators that's talking about this. There's Hispanic content creators that's talking about this. Asian, Samoan, like go down the, the list of any race. They have content creators talking about this. You just don't consume the content. Because this is becoming not just a black woman problem, but an overall westernized woman problem mm -hmm. to where all women are starting to get tainted in a way yeah. by the feminist movement and by what they're seeing on social media. But then reality doesn't really reflect that. It's like, oh, he doesn't know how to be a leader. Lead you where, bitch? You come from the projects. <laughs> you grew up on Section 8, eating cups of noodles, sleeping on air mats. Lead you where? He got you in the middle in the middle class home right now. <laughs> and you disrespected him because you got a raise at work? Or I'm seeing this. This dude sacrificed everything, put her through medical school. Now she RN making a little more than him. Now she looking down on him. Yeah. Bitch, I helped you get there. Yeah. I led you there. How you looking down on him? I know I think that's and what you said about um women in other cultures making more and still keeping the respect is I think that obviously that shows the differences in culture where like, I think in their, in other cultures, the respect of a man and that it, it, it's more set in stone. And I think it's something that's reiterated over and over and over again with, whereas in our culture, um, father was taken out of the home early on, you know what I mean? Due to things that, you know, government, I could go down a list of what things kind of took us out of the home as well as ourselves that have created a, a little bit of a split where, you have women raising the kids. And so, again, bitter women raising the kids, they're not putting emphasis on respecting the male, making a man's meal when he comes home, kind of, you know what I mean, going with what he says, letting him figure it out. Whereas in other cultures, they have their father around more. You know, they weren't necessarily broken up by government. They weren't um, targeted by the government the way we were. So they, they still have that within their culture to be like, hey, this is the man, this is the woman. These are the dynamics, which where in ours, the dynamics are fucked up due to that, where it's like, this is the woman, she's the man. You know what I mean? And if he can't match up equally or extremely above, he ain't shit. And you got to let him know every chance you get, because that's what kind of what we seen growing up. Yeah, so. I think I think a part of that is true. But at a certain age, it becomes excuses at that point. It's mm -hmm. like the women know what the fuck they doing. When it come, when it gets to that point, it's like okay, you're you're at a certain age, like you said, other races respect a man for being a man just because he's a man, not the fact that, oh, they're making more, or he's providing more material shit. 
and they're looking for these. A lot of our women are looking for lifestyles that might not never be reached in their life without even trying to help the man put the work in to do that. So I think a lot of that is the misconception of wanting things that they haven't even earned, you know what I mean, or even deserve. And you just think that you're supposed to get this based off of how you look or who you are as a woman. Then a lot of these women are, are listening and taking advice from other women that don't know shit. You know what I mean? They listening to their friends about somebody else's relationship and their relationships are be rocky or they might be listening to a tainted relationship. Like I say all the time, you could be dealing with somebody regardless. They might be in 10 years, but how many of them years was good? Mm. Could have been three good years and seven fucked up years. And now they're in a space where you're taking advice from somebody with a, a negative lens because their relationship is fucked up. And they don't even know that they're giving you advice in a negative space because they just think, oh, I've been in a relationship this long that that I'm giving you good advice. You know what it takes. But your three years could have been better than 18 years. So I just think people have to work on each other. And that's it. If you can't figure shit out between you and your spouse, then it's not going to work. Trying to just go get advice from 100 people, they say you should only take advice from maybe one out of 100. You know what I mean? So I think that's a big problem is that these women are not listening to their men and listening to the woman. And that's a fact. And the lifestyle that women want, whether you're black, white, whatever race you are, it's a very small percentage of women, regardless of race, that are experiencing this lifestyle. So that's also why we're getting it fucked up is because, again, y'all are putting pressure on men and saying it's black men that are not providing this lifestyle. Meanwhile, just like y'all said, you know, when you really break it down, there's only so many people that are experiencing that lifestyle anyway. So you got to get off social media and just look around. And this needs to be known Leadership is not just providing financially. You can own a company and I can appoint you to be the the manager. You manage the company. I don't do I don't even hardly know what's going on probably. I'm just, you know, I'm just here to collect the funds and making sure all the numbers add up, but all the intricate details of leading the company to earn these numbers, it's on you. Mm -hmm. So essentially, you're a leader. Even though I make more than you, that doesn't make you less of a leader than me. I just had the money to fund and build the company. But nine times out of ten, the manager damn near no more than the owner. It's facts. Now, I only care about the splits and the profits, man. Did we meet the profit margin for this month? Or why we didn't? Now you got to break it down to me. And I own the fucking company. But you know more information about my own company than me, damn near. Same thing with a household. Just because you might be an RN and he might work a regular nine to five. And you make a little more money than him. Don't mean he don't know more about financial literacy than you. You could be an RN and only know how to blow your money. <laughs> only know how to spend it. Don't know how to invest it. He got to tell you, nah, we ain't going shopping this month. We finna invest in this. We finna start this side hustle. We finna start this and start that. And help build y'all to a life where y'all can work for yourselves eventually. But you would have never got to that point without his leadership. Mm -hmm. Without his logic. Because you're going to act off emotion. You're going to go, oh, I'm sad. I'm going to go blow this bag. He like, nah, fuck that. We staying on a mission. That's a fact. Leadership is not just about the financials. Financial is just where it starts. It's not where it ends. It's so many other aspects of life that's not surrounded by fucking money. If money ceases to exist right now, what makes you a leader? That's a fact. What makes you a leader? If we eliminate money right now, what makes you a leader then? What makes you the head of a household then? Y'all so warped and brainwashed with this goddamn piece of paper because that's all it is and they're printing it out of thin fucking air and you just banking your whole life on it, falling right into the fucking trap.
Wake the fuck up. Oh, that's bars. Um, <laughs> that's bars for real. It was a good one, for real, for real. Um, again, if you guys are liking this or watching this, please like, subscribe. Thank you for the love, for the hate. Y'all got any last words? Yeah, man. Y'all know what the fuck going on. We kept telling y'all we was coming. We here now. It ain't no more coming. We here. Best motherfucking podcast in the world. We the best ones doing this shit. Y'all just catching up. You feel me? We here to wake the sheep that sleep. You can go everywhere else for the cap. Come here for the facts. Every week, we gonna keep dropping this heat. The viral way. <laughs> facts, facts, man. I'm gonna send y'all some good energy. Wishing y'all health, wealth, and a peace of mind, man. Long Beach stand up. We out of here. Yes, sir. Disorderly conduct, the viral way. I don't know where y'all going. Got to get the hell up out of here, though. Easy. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Cut got me hot. <laughs> Spazzing on these bitches. What is that? Like, cut back in this woman hitting back. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That, that that decent. Hour fifty. Hour like maybe hour thirty two. Hour thirty. Damn, niggas was spazzing. Damn, yeah. Crip. Damn, this is over. We got spank. Y'all niggas trash. Thirty five, thirteen. We gotta get a flick. That's cause I ain't watching. That should be hard to. Uh, hey, hey, flick me up real quick. Flick us up. Um, how long is it going to take for the raw files, but you got the recorded version too, right?